Hi everybody, this is Farah and I'm doing a podcast on my birthday and I was able to convince my husband Zubair to join me and um, you know he's been a fund manager for over 20 years and he has great insight and I thought you know my birthday has been impacted by corona and maybe we should be talking about the coronavirus and other things that we love to talk about which is politics and economics and you know Zubair we're all freaking out our portfolio is just down the tubes and it's almost like we didn't do anything after 2016. We didn't work, we didn't earn anything and we're all back to that starting position and you know the economy is in a place nobody has ever seen this before and we don't even know when this is going to end. Tell us what we need to be doing right now in terms of investment wise. Hi everyone and Indeed, these are very challenging times, but I can tell you the world is not going to end. The sun is going to come up tomorrow and the birds are going to chirp and, and the life will go on. So as far as the markets are concerned, this coronavirus came out of totally out of left field. And indeed, uh, for the, the gains that people had experienced over the last two years are all wiped out. So what should you do now and for people that are already invested in the market my advice is the worst thing you can do is sell the market now and take the losses everybody else is doing it it seems like well you know what I was told long time ago never bet against America and I still believe it this this is a very unique country we're gonna find the solution for this uh, coronavirus and we're going to be back on track again before you know it so my advice is that do not give up just hang in there uh, if you have new money put some more money slowly into the market because we do not know how long the, these crises coronavirus crises are going to last if i knew that then i can tell you how quickly this market is going to recover. Well, a lot of people might need that money for for their just living expenses because they're not getting paid. But what you're saying is like this is a bargain basement sale of good stock? It, it could be. If this coronavirus thing uh, peaks in over the next week or so, we have a Fed who basically said last week, they are going to put as much money as needed to get this economy going again. And remember, this is election year. And during election year, you know, everything is on the line. And the politicians will do whatever it takes. So. That means what? Free loans? Whatever it free, takes. Free grants for corporations. Of course, people need that money for living. They're, this is the first time we're asking an able population to not work. That's true. And and hopefully, uh, if we can get a handle on, on this virus situation, you know, we can start to undo the restrictions that are put on the put in the economy. This thing has never I have never experienced this thing in my lifetime. That the, the, the global economy is shut down. We are paying people not to work. It has never happened before. Well, you know, you and said, it's a once-in-a-lifetime event. You know that you said um, 
that this came out of left field. And I mean, tell us a little bit about what was happening in the economy before Corona came in. Was it really as good as everyone was saying? Because I mean, everyone's saying this is the greatest time in our economy, the lowest unemployment, the longest recovery period. This is a great bubble. It's gonna continue for a, a long time now. Things are looking good. Did we do something to ourselves to make us vulnerable for this coronavirus or some other catastrophe? I mean, did we do anything? Uh, is there anything we could have done to really do something proactively? Well, the way I answer this question is that uh, prior to coronavirus, the economy was indeed doing good. We had, you know, since Trump came into, into power, he deregulated the industry and he, he, he pushed Fed to lower rates and created, put so much liquidity in the market. His, his formula was, as I understand it, that uh, even before he got elected, he always said, in order to pay down the debt, I have to grow this economy three and a half to four percent. And what he did was he basically went all out, pedal to the metal. He just let everything, he, he just used every bullet in his arsenal to, to, to grow this economy exponentially. But at the same time, wasn't our deficit going up too? Absolutely. He borrowed whatever it took. You know, he said by, by putting in liquidity in the market, uh, deregulating the environment, he is going to create jobs. Jobs are going to bring taxes. And, and by pushing Fed to low rates, he's going to uh, uh, bring the dollar down. That will increase the exports. But what he did not... Uh, took into account was any unexpected event. Okay, which is, which is Corona, obviously. But, okay, so did we make ourselves more vulnerable to Corona or more vulnerable, not to Corona, but to what we're doing right now, the stimulus package? It seems like this is a very difficult thing that we are doing as a country. We are going to spe be spending close to $6 trillion. We have now bankrupted, I think, our future generations. We have, we have run the deficit up high. It's not a deficit that we can now bring down. Before we were trying to bring down a deficit that everyone already complained was very high. And now with $6 trillion, I mean, did we put ourselves in a worse position by lowering tax rates and by running this economy on such high fuels? Uh, I, I, I think so. This, this country was never broken. This country had always had challenges. They, they always will have challenges. There's no question about it. But Trump needed to get reelected. And he figured out the only way he would get reelected is if he proves to people that, that his economy is the strongest economy. And he basically did anything and everything. He took every risk possible, you know, pedal to the metal and... and. But what do you mean risk? I mean, give, give some explanation. Well, when, when he, he lowered the tax rate, that brought down the, the, the revenue 
Okay, but he, he thought he was going to make that up with He he, he thought going that he's going to his his growth is going to pay for the 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 revenue shortfall by more people working, more pay, paying more in taxes and exports going up. So the whole thing and and he was prior to the coronavirus this thing was not working to the full extent yet okay so are you saying that he should have been more cautious and not put so much fuel in the economy just because of you don't know what's coming up ahead like should we always assume there's going to be a crisis ahead every 10 years i mean it seems like every decade we have some kind of a crisis well uh, well as a leader you have to prepare you have to be prepared for the the, the the unexpected you you cannot life is uncertain anything can happen and and to leave yourself so vulnerable leave to leave the economy so vulnerable where you have basically used up all your bullets and 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 drive the economy up and all of a sudden it shuts down okay so um the thing is there's a lot of stuff in the media that talks about that the administration knew even a month ahead, like in February, even January, that this coronavirus was was going to be a game changer. And then you had talked to me about this earlier, that there were some hedge fund guys that actually knew what was going to happen. And it seems like they knew this before our own government knew. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, that, that's a very good question. and and. And I, I, I always uh, ask myself, uh, it's, it's amazing that some of these guys like uh, uh, Paul Tudor Jones and, and David Teppers of the world, these are hedge fund guys, very smart guys, were talking about coronavirus as being a game changer in January timeframe. And I am just asking myself, how do these guys have better intel than the president of the United States, who was at the same time telling us it is just like a flu. Okay, so what would be the what would be a reason for someone in the administration to pause and not listen to some of these concerns, not listen and take seriously the virus in China? I mean, I I think people know that if there's a huge problem overseas in a country like China to think because of world travel and all that, it's not going to get here. It's a common sense that it, it would eventually get here. The question is, why didn't we take these precautions earlier, like even stopping the flights earlier and all these other things that we're doing now? If we could have done them a month or a month or two months earlier, why would someone not want to do this earlier? Uh, the only thing that I can think of is Trump wants to be reelected. And when this, I'm, and I, I'm sure the story is going to come out that he knew, he had intel uh, of how serious the situation was way before anybody, but he did not want it to disturb the stock market. He did not want it to see stock markets go down 1,000 points, 2,000 points uh, reacting to the situation. So he was trying to prop up the market he kept on saying, hey, buy the market, buy the market, buy the market. Are you saying that the administration was hoping that this whole virus thing would just bypass them? They exactly. would just dodge, 
dodge the bullets. Yeah, so to exactly. Say. Like close your eyes and cross your fingers and hope for the best. But it didn't work. It didn't work. That is for sure. Um, you know, I wanted um, there's some people that have asked some questions, um, and I wanted to make sure that you had a a chance um, to answer them. Um, what do you think is the timeline of the economic recovery? Um, if somebody can tell me what is the timeline of the recovery of the coronavirus, I can tell you. Uh, but honestly speaking, uh, I think that that uh, this virus situation uh, will be handled over the next couple of months or so. So you do believe that once this, once this thing ends, that the market, definitely there's going to be a spike? I mean... And uh, is it going to be sustained? The, the V-shaped recovery, yes. I mean, they are okay. throwing so much money into the economy. I mean, the liquidity in the, in, in the market where the interest rates are so low that if this thing, if next week somebody says, hey, uh, the coronavirus uh, uh, situation is peaking, this market is going to react very, very positively. But if it takes... Three to four months, then all bets are off. We are going to go through some some hard time where it's going to take quite a while. Okay, I have a I have another question. That says, um, what is the hindrance to this two trillion dollar relief bill uh, being effective for the average citizen? Is there any kind of a hindrance? Right now, this country has no choice. Uh, if we don't uh, spend the money, we're going to have 50% unemployment. We are going to have a chaos. We, we're going to have people out on the street. No, that's something we And can't. we don't want that. No, we, I don't think 50% is something we can even, even fathom. And the recovery that you're seeing, the stimulus package, and what the Fed is doing, what the government is doing, at a certain point, do you feel it makes any difference, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat in office, would... If it was a Democrat in office, would anything be different in terms of how to deal with this uh, virus situation? No, not really. But the only thing is, as a leader, you have to be prepared. You have to expect that something can always happen. What if? I mean, as, as a head of the household, my household, I worry about, hey, if somebody gets sick in this, in my family... Uh, do I have enough resources to make sure that uh, the family can keep going? So, so uh, the question is, you, 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 you just can't be so flamboyant and, and, and just, just go all out that you do not cover your bases. Okay, so maybe in hindsight, not paying attention to the virus is a, is a big problem, not paying attention to it early enough is really, if there's a finger to point for blame, that's probably the area to look at, is who was better prepared, who listened to their intelligence. Yeah, well, one month of Head Start would have made a tremendous difference. Okay, what is something, here's another question, what is something no one is discussing that you think is extremely undervalued? Right now? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's a good question. Unfortunately, the, the, the good stuff uh, it is still not undervalued. And, but I, I think that uh, airlines, uh, 
the, the, the government is not going to let them go out of business because we need them. So airlines is, is uh, I'm, I'm doing some work on airlines and I, I think that uh, it's, it's a very interesting, I mean, I mean, if this coronavirus lasts a little bit longer, uh, what will happen is uh, US government will end up owning these airlines. And, and there'll come a day when they will, you know, let, let these companies back on the market again. So airlines are very cheap, but I'm, I'm a tech guy and I still think that, uh, you know, if, 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 if I could tell somebody to buy stocks, uh, I would tell them to slowly buy Microsoft, slowly buy Nvidia, these companies are just just uh, juggernauts. They are going to control the future. Uh, so although they're not cheap, but I, I would I would still would not hesitate uh, buying their stock. Okay. And then another question is, why is the Fed buying ETFs? And then you got to explain what is an ETF too. Uh, ETFs are basically exchange traded funds, and they're they're like mutual funds that traded on the market. And the, the reason Fed has decided to buy this because we have uh, the ETF market, the, the, the high yield market is basically frozen, which means there is no liquidity. The, the, the high yields are riskier bonds in the market. And since all the businesses are shut, you know, these, these bonds, there are no buyers for the bonds. So the Fed is saying, hey, we're gonna come in and start buying these bonds to, to provide liquidity for, for these bonds so people can actually trade them. Uh, and there is really no choice. They have to unfreeze the, 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 these uh, frozen markets. And what's this thing about negative interest rate? I mean, never even heard of it. Like, what is that all about? Uh, you have neg negative interest rates in some part of the world, but in this country, we have not seen negative interest rates, and that would not be uh, that would be very deflationary. And and I, th I think that people have thrown around this idea, but it's not going to happen. Okay. Not in this country. Okay, and then there was um, something. Uh, another question about the IMF has now declared a that a global recession is setting in. What does that mean in terms of jobs, savings, investments, property, the best mode to save? How many years do you feel this could last on the global scale? How could families best insulate themselves? This is a big question. Well, the, the fact of the matter is technically we are already in recession. We, recession is when you have a negative GDP for two quarters in a row. And we're definitely going to have negative, uh, uh, the, the current quarter is going to be negative, and I, I can bet you the next quarter is going to be negative. So, so technically we are already in a recession. But what people need to pay attention to is how quickly do we recover? So like I was saying earlier, if this coronavirus situation gets resolved over the next few weeks, I can bet you that by by the third quarter of this uh, uh, by the third quarter we'll be on our way back up again. So it would be a very quick and mild recession. 
uh, which which is painful, but we can live with it. Well, with all that's happening in America, I mean, there were people talking about, well, maybe we're not the best investment. Maybe it's China or somewhere else. But I know you have a very strong opinion on this. And no matter how much of a battering we take as a country, tell us a little bit about that. Again, I know you've mentioned this a little bit before. Uh, that's another good question. The people keep saying, hey, uh, uh, I should diversify with, with uh, in, in emerging markets and so on. But my, my thing is that uh, the way I understand economics is what, and, and the way I understand what, what Trump is trying to do is in order for him to grow this economy three plus, He's going to have to take it from the height of likes of China and India and so on. So what that means is he will force China and India and other countries to give up some of their growth so that the U.S. can grow uh, above par. So why would I want to invest anywhere where they don't have a control of their destiny? Right now, Trump has, is holding all the cards. So as far as I'm concerned, my advice is buy America and buy the best of America. That's something you've always told a lot of people is like, don't, don't give up on investing in America. It is going to be a powerhouse and a juggernaut, even though it was slow for many, for many years it went through this 2008 financial catastrophe it, it came out of it um but i'm glad that you had this chance to do a podcast with me did you enjoy it i certainly did <laughs> and you asked some tough questions good questions i uh, know i try not to let you know ahead of time but we have to do a couple of podcasts on on different topics um we're uh, we don't always agree on everything uh but we do like to debate on topics and um you know, uh, Zubair reads a lot, a lot more than I do. Uh, and so I, sometimes I feel like I need to catch up and I have these conversations with him and I thought, wouldn't it be a great idea to just record it and go back and revisit and have our friends and our family kind of listen. And if you have any uh, more questions or you're interested on in different topics, um, you know, please uh, message me and let me know. And we look forward to doing uh, the next podcast so thank you Zubair for doing this yeah I would just want to say everybody just stay safe do not panic and be positive for the future we have always come back and I have no doubt that we, we will at this time too all right thank you everybody take care bye-bye